Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Idaho Falls, Idaho with my good friend Miranda Marquit of MirandaMarquit.com. Miranda grew up in Idaho Falls and returned as an adult to raise her son. She's a freelance writer about all things personal finance and is involved in local politics. Miranda loves her town and exploring the natural beauty that surrounds the city. In this episode, Miranda and I splash around the falls, explore nature by hiking and biking, and then chow down on a delicious steak at Derailed. You have these three fun stories and so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Idaho Falls. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Although I love to travel, sometimes it is just good to be home. When I moved to Nashville, I decided to splurge and get a Nectar Sleep mattress that provided all the comfort of a luxury hotel without the price tag of one. I love that Nectar Sleep includes a forever warranty and that you get a 365-night trial to make sure that your mattress is everything you've dreamed of. For a limited time, my listeners will get $125 off and two free pillows with your order when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash Nectar. Hey, Miranda, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, thanks for having me on today. Today we're talking about Idaho Falls, Idaho, and a few years ago, you and I actually almost crossed paths as I was driving around with my family, and I didn't realize that you were actually in that town. Yeah, a lot of people don't, so I'm making sure that uh, people are aware that I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm super excited. Our mutual friend, Holly Johnson, will be coming through in June. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, she's going to park her RV at my place, and we're going to go explore a little bit. That sounds fun. Well, definitely want to talk about all the best things to do in Idaho Falls. But before that, what brought you to the city? Yeah, so I actually grew up here. I actually grew up in Idaho Falls. After I graduated from high school, I left. So I was gone for like 17 years. And then I moved back here while my then husband asked for a divorce. And now he's my ex-husband. So I moved back here. I moved back home after my divorce. What do you love most about the city? There's a warmth here. There are a lot of really great people here, which is awesome. And then I also just love the access to the outdoors. A lot of the charm of Idaho Falls is the fact that it's located near a lot of really great outdoors things. So if you are an outdoors person, Idaho Falls is great. So if you had to describe the city or the people in a couple words, how would you do that? Well, it's winter right now, so the word is cold uh, for the city. (laughs) (laughs) I would say kind. Speaking of cold and the the weather, what's the weather like throughout the year? Yeah, so we actually have four seasons, which is really cool. I like that we have four seasons. Winter can kind of get tedious because it does get cold. I mean, some people really love it because they go skiing all the time. It's not very many places where you can really truly say there are four seasons. And really there are. We have a definite winter, spring, summer, and fall. Sometimes it feels like the spring and fall are a little bit shorter than they should be, but uh, it's, it's really nice. It can get down to 10 to 20 below in the winter, but not very often. Uh And occasionally, occasionally we get up into the upper 90s, but we rarely hit 100 degrees. So, you know, we don't have a lot of super extreme weather either. So we almost never have to worry. Like there have been a couple tornadoes, but not very big ones. And we don't usually get them. It can get somewhat windy on occasion. But for the most part, when you think of what we would say like normal weather, that's what we have. So if people are planning to come visit Idaho Falls and and see all the fun things to do in the outdoors, when should they really plan to come and visit? 
Late spring to early summer is really great. The weather's good. It's warm enough that you can go up to the mountains and, and not freeze. And so that's nice. And then I also really enjoy being here at the early, early to middle fall is nice as well. What's so special about the early fall? Uh, well, we actually have leaves that change color, so that's nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it can be pretty. It's not it's not as vibrant and it's not as dramatic as like what you would see back east. If I'm being honest and I talk about where I want to be during autumn, it's going to be back east. I mean, that's just amazing. But we do we do get some good color here, and we actually end up with a lot of the time nicer weather in the fall, so in the early to mid-fall, than we do in the spring. So the weather is usually fairly mild. It's a nice, like, 60 degrees. It's nice to walk the river. It's just a really nice time of year. It's not super windy. Spring tends to be windier than the fall. And so just being able to be out there, you could still head up to Silver Creek for a weekend camping trip in the fall. It's just nice. And, and then it's also a good time to do something like go visit Grand Teton National Park or go up to Yellowstone. All of the crowds have left. <laughs> like I will not go up to Yellowstone during the summer. But all of the crowds have left by the time you get to fall. They haven't closed those roads because of snow yet. And it's just, it's just a really nice time. It's very, the weather's good. It's a very chill time. It's not super rushed and it, it's just nice. I, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. So if people are planning to come to Idaho Falls, what's the best way to get there? Is there an airport that's in the city or is there one that's nearby? Oh boy. So we have a regional airport in order to access this regional airport, you either have to come through Denver or through Salt Lake City. Basically, unless you live in Salt Lake or Denver, there is no such thing as a direct flight to Idaho Falls. Well, a direct commercial flight, I should say. There are some private hangars here. If you're a pilot, some of us are pilots. I am not. But if you're a pilot and you have your plane, you can you can fly direct in. But as far as commercial flights go, yeah, you're not going to find a direct flight. There are airports in Pocatello, which is about 45 minutes to the south of us, over in Jackson, which which is to the east through the mountains in Wyoming, about an hour and a half. There is a small airport, but both of those are, again, small regional airports. And so once again, you're not going to get a direct commercial flight. It's, it's at least a two-stop. That's just the way it is. I fly southwest <laughs> all the time, so I'm used to I'm used to having a layover someplace. Yeah, know? well, if you fly southwest, then you're going to have to fly into Salt Lake and drive for three hours. I'm sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> so... Salt Lake is the closest airport. That's It's an international airport. If you fly into Salt Lake City, they do have a shuttle. They have shuttles that run up here all the time, or you can rent a car. So I'm, I'm, uh, I live here in Nashville, and so if I took a Delta flight, I'd be able to fly through uh, like Salt Lake and then connect over there to Idaho Falls, and I had a stopover. I'll go ahead and hit the airport lounge. It's all good. And then uh, be able to fly into Idaho Falls. And then from there, once I arrive, getting around, do I need to rent a car? Is there public transportation? Like, what's the best way to get around? So uh, we have no public transportation. Okay. We did have a, a bus system that I would not recommend to anybody that closed a few months ago. So we have no public transit. We do have Uber and Lyft. There are various taxi services, but you can rent a car. Yeah, It's not a super walkable city. So unless you're actually downtown and you're staying downtown, you need a car. And it's probably going to be more cost effective to rent a car. I've tried I've tried Lyft a couple times in town and it it's not very cost efficient. So yeah, you're probably if you're not staying right in downtown and you're not planning on staying in downtown and just like doing stuff downtown, like you definitely need a car, especially if you're here for the outdoor adventures. 
So let's talk about some of the things to do downtown. And then from there, we'll, we'll talk about some of the things that are in the outdoors that we would drive to. So what is it to do at downtown? And speaking of also, if we rent a car, is it cost a lot to park or is there free parking? So it's not super expensive to park. We're actually actually in the process of switching over to metered smart metered parking. So it used to be two two hours free parking downtown. So probably not free parking, but also probably not expensive. For example, I actually have a monthly parking pass for one of the parking lots downtown and it cost me thirty five bucks for the whole month. Oh wow. So the parking is not going to be super expensive, and there are places where you can find um, free places to park, but you're most likely, if you go into one of the downtown lots, you can usually get all-day parking for a reasonable rate. There are places to stay downtown, so like depending on how long you're staying and how long you plan to do stuff, it might be worth it to just like stay in one of the downtown hotels, walk around and do the downtown stuff and then rent a car when you're ready to like leave the city. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I think about it a little bit. <laughs> well, like you said, th- 35 bucks for the entire month. I mean, literally that's like one hour in downtown LA. Right. So, so okay. So uh, we're downtown Idaho Falls. What are some of the things to do? Is it more like a lot of quaint, like uh, mom and pop shops or are there other things to do? Yeah. So downtown has a lot of the boutique mom and pop type shops, um, lots of places to eat, lots of lunch places. The main attraction for downtown is what we call the green belt. And so it's like this river walk that you can do and see the falls. We have a nice falls that was natural, but then enhanced by person made things. So, so humans also added to this, but we also have a very nice park. It's a Japanese friendship garden. We have a sister city in Japan that you can walk through. We have a nice river walk that goes down to another area called snake river landing, which also has places to eat and shop. And so it's just a very nice walk and it's very pretty. So that's actually one of the big attractions. But also downtown, we have the Art Museum of East Idaho. We have our public library. There is the Museum of Idaho, which usually brings in some really great displays. Right now they're getting ready for Darwin. They had a really cool steampunk display a few months ago that my son and I just loved. So they always have some really cool displays. And then there's this place called the Artatorium, which is a really cool art kind of place, uh, really kid-friendly, really great place to go and just be creative. So there are some cool things to do downtown if you want to walk around and, and take a look. Nice. I love that because a lot of times I travel with my kids and right now they're four and eight when we're recording this. And so I always look for family-friendly things to do in, in the cities we visit. Obviously, I like to do some adult things as well, but I got to do some things to keep them entertained, uh, like the auditorium, like you mentioned, or try to burn off some of that energy by you know going hitting the river walk and let them just like run around, and go crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's a great place to have the kids run around and go crazy. Nice. Okay, so what are some of the things, the like the more outdoorsy things that are outside of the downtown area? So a lot of the things you do for outdoors in Idaho Falls, there's some really cool stuff nearby. One of my favorite places, it's called Mesa Falls. It's about an hour drive and you can head out there and it's a beautiful waterfall, beautiful along the river, beautiful walks. Watch out for the bears. <laughs> like um, They have bear <laughs> warning signs. I've never seen a bear while I've been there, but you know they have them around. Also, another really beautiful, wonderful, amazing place is called Craters of the Moon. And this is a national monument. And it's actually where the moon landing astronauts would go and train. It's these big lava fields and formations. And there are also lava tubes that are kind of like caves that you can go down into. 
I actually took another friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Jason Tug, out there, and he about blew his mind. But anyway, so, <laughs> but it's really amazing out there. The landscape is just very alien, very different. It's about an hour and a half drive from Idaho Falls, but it's definitely worth it. And if you go in the spring, the wildflowers are blooming. So it's these bright purple and yellows against this backdrop of this black volcanic rock. Wow. So it's something amazing. So if you come in the spring, it's definitely worth driving out to Craters of the Moon to check out. Uh, and then we have a lot of camping nearby. Silver Creek is a great place if you want to take the kids out to like high sea hot springs. But they also have a nice big water slide and a pool. So if you're there during the summer, the kids can go play in the pool. There's camping nearby. It's only about half hour or so away. So it's just kind of a fun way to just like get out for the weekend. Uh, you don't have to bring a lot of supplies and get super crazy. There are also Green Canyon is a good place to go. If you want to take like a couple days and go down to Lava Hot Springs, that's about an hour and a half away, but they have a lot of really good hot pools, really nice slide for the kids, and then also uh, floating on the river. So it's not really Idaho Falls, but it's it's close by. And so it's worth it to like just say, well, I'm going to take a couple days and just go down to Lava Hot Springs. That's kind of a cool place to go. Uh, another place close by that's only 20 minutes or so outside of town is 17 Mile Cave. And it's a lava tube, so you can kind of hike out there, out on the basalt, and then, you know, go down into this lava tube. And it's really kind of cool to go down there. There's a small mini lake slash pond down there. It's really kind of neat. So it's just kind of a different thing to do, if that makes sense. No, that's really cool. I think what I like best about talking to all these different people from cities around the world is that you find these unique attractions that you can't find anyplace else. And you know, finding those like lava tubes and those underground lakes, it's just really cool. That like, I mean, you're not going to find that here in Nashville. It's certainly not going to find it in LA where I used to live. And uh, I think that's just one of the fun things about traveling and, and talking to people is like, uncovering and exploring these things that you can't find anyplace else on Earth. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so before we get going, I also want to talk about some of the like the fun places they eat and like just amazing food. So, are there like local dishes that? people eat there or is it just kind of like more normal food potatoes i don't know like that's what you expect <laughs> me to say right you want me to say potatoes don't you <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't really have like a special delicacy or a special thing but we do have some pretty good restaurants one of my favorite places to go for weekend brunch is called diablo's kitchen and it's right downtown and she does some fabulous seasonal stuff she does themed dinners but her brunch is just amazing. The weekend brunch is just fabulous. And it's really cool, and I really like it. And then another good place I like to eat, it's called Derailed. It's across the tracks. It's by the Museum of Idaho. But it's really good, and he also does interesting things uh, with his food. And then a really like local favorite is called the Snake Bite. And if you go to the Snake Bite, you have to bring cash because they do not accept credit card. <laughs> so, And they do have an ATM on site. They specialize in gourmet burgers. They have their special waffle fries and their special fry sauce. So that's a really great place to eat as well. Right on. That sounds really delicious. Let's see. Okay, so if we wanted to grab some dessert or have something sweet, where would we go? So one of my favorite places is La Vanilla Bean, which is also downtown. They make really 
great pastries. It's a good lunch place too. I actually ate there yesterday um, for lunch. Paninis. But yeah, really good sweet stuff. Another really great place is down in Snake River Landing, which is south of Maine downtown, but also a nice little place to shop and eat. Is called Love at First Bite. So they make amazing cupcakes and chocolate fudge and just all sorts of great treats. And the other nice thing is they also import treats from other countries. So I like to go down there when I want to get European chocolates. You know, they even have like some of the Filipino treats. So it's really a fun place to just look around because they import some of their treats as well. So Love at First Bite is one of my favorite places to go get sweet stuff. That's really cool. I've actually seen some boxes recently where people are advertising where they'll send you treats from different countries around the world. So you don't have to subscribe to that. You can just go down there to the Love at First Bite. And it's almost like if you can't travel or maybe you're busy, you don't have it in the budget. It's like you get to travel around the world anyways uh, by sampling some of those treats. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right on. Okay. Um, if we wanted to go out like dancing or like on a night, like on a, for like a date night or something like that, where, where, do we, where would we go in Idaho Falls? Oh, my goodness. Shortly after I moved back here, a friend and I looked up Nightlife Idaho Falls on Yelp, and it said, sorry, no results. Um, <laughs> so I, that's not entirely true. But um, there are some places where you can go and have a good time. The Celt downtown often has live music, and there's a little bit of space in front of that where you could kind of dance and you know have a, have a good time. There are places where you could do karaoke. But one of my favorite places to just go and chat and have a nice late night talk. It's called Black Rock. Okay. And it's it's a wine bar. So it's it's beer and wine, no liquor. They often have live music. They actually have games you can play. So they actually have a stack of games. So one of my favorite things to do is go to Black Rock um, of an evening with some friends and we get Cards Against Humanity and we get a couple bottles of good wine and we listen to the live music. And sometimes we get like a charcuterie plate and then we just have a good time. And it's not really nightclub-y or dancing, but it's a really nice way to spend time with your friends. Another place I like to go is Tap and Fill down in Snake River Landing. In the summer, it's really great. They have an outdoor patio and you can just kind of hang out, you know, throw back a few brews and just talk and have a nice time. So uh, there might be some dance places that I don't know about. That is definitely possible. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. I mean, like I, yeah. I'm totally settled into like dad life, you know. So I don't really go out and do a lot of those things either. But I know some of our listeners like to go out and dance and everything. So it's always good to know that there may be some good options. I'm like you. I'd rather like go hang out like at a wine bar or something like that and actually be able to talk to my friends without having to yell over the music. Just have a good conversation and have a couple drinks and have some fun for the night. Yeah, and if you want to meet people, I mean, there are some places where you can meet people, you know, at the bars, like the Celt that I mentioned is a good one. They always have, they got live music a lot. They've got, like I said, space for dancing there up by the live music. I know a lot of people like to go to um, the Crown. They've got pool tables, a cigar room. So if you like cigars, like going to their smoking room can be nice. They sell cigars, you can go to their smoking room. So if that's something you're into... Miranda, I really appreciate you sharing all these different tips for Idaho Falls. I really appreciate it. Uh, but now it's time for the final countdown. So, Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So if somebody only had time for one meal while they're visiting Idaho Falls, where should they go and what should they eat? I would say go to Diablas and get whatever special she has because it changes. Then you're in for a nice, surprising treat. Nice. Uh, you grew up in Idaho Falls and you've been back now for a few years. What's one of your most memorable stories of being there? 
So yeah, so one of my most memorable stories is coming back from college and an ex-boyfriend and I, you know, got together and went out um, past this construction site. We jumped the cement stanchions, went out down by the river and waited in the river a horrible time of night. And it was really fun and it was really great. And now that part of the river's developed and... <laughs> And every time I walk by there, I get all nostalgic for when it was not developed and it was like this icky construction site, but I would never want it to be a construction site again because it's so nice. It's it's a weird, complex feeling of nostalgia. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's what the mind's all about, right? <laughs> Making you feel awkward and happy at the same time. Sorry, I have nothing like really fantastic for you. I live a boring life. <laughs> no, that's all good. It's all good. So where would we go if we wanted the, the happiest happy hour in town? So for me, the happiest happy hour, I really like going. It's this place called Marcellers. They have wine tasting every Thursday night from five to seven and just some really great wines, really great people. Marcellers is one of my favorite places to go just to pop in and have a drink and have a chat. That sounds really good. What type of wine is your favorite there? My favorite wine is actually over at Black Rock. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Tussock Jumper and it's a Pinot Noir. <laughs> okay. But they've got some really interesting stuff. They've got a really great petite Syrah at uh, Marcellers that I really enjoy. Yeah, I like Syrahs. Those are really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the things I always like to do whenever I travel is uh, check out the local pizza. Where's the best pepperoni pizza in Idaho Falls? Lucy's New York Pizzeria. It's right there downtown. Yeah, uh, I guess full disclosure, my cousin's <laughs> my cousin's husband is a part owner in it. Okay. So, but no, it's really good pizza. It's the closest that you're going to get to New York pizza for several hundred miles. That sounds really good. I know you travel quite a bit. What's one of your best travel tips? Um, so one of my best travel tips is to build in time to recover. <laughs> I've actually got to the point where I, I like to have um, a day where I can just relax and just kind of chill out a little bit, work on some stuff and just kind of recover a little from and just kind of get settled in. And that just sets the whole tone. It lets me, it helps me get over the jet lag faster. It helps me get a feel for the town a little bit because like, like I won't freak out about like getting up early and going to see the next thing. Like I'll sleep in and then I'll chill out and then I'll go walk around the neighborhood and then, you know, just kind of get a feel for stuff. And if I give myself that day to just kind of chillax a little and get to know the area I'm staying in, um, it really kind of sets a nice tone for the rest of the trip. Okay. Uh, when you first said that, I thought you'd talk about like when you get back from your trip, but you're talking about more like you're trying to acclimate to the new place, the new surroundings that you're that you're in whenever you're traveling. Yeah, yeah. And just get a feel for the neighbor. I mean, I, I like to say a lot of the time I like to stay rather than in staying in like a hotel. I like to stay in uh, like a Verbo or an Airbnb or something like that in a neighborhood. So just walking the neighborhood is kind of a cool way to get a feel for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, part of it is like getting your bearings, right? Because you yeah. have all these different things you want to see, but you're not sure exactly where everything is because it's a new place. So by figuring everything out first and then saying, okay, well, instead of bouncing back and forth between two different sides of town, maybe you can go hit all the different things you want to see on one side of town and then one day and then another day you can go to the other part of town. But if you were just went crazy and running around, you would be wasting a lot of time running all over the place. But by getting acclimated, you go, okay, now you can like think about it a little bit more clearer and go, okay, let's just knock out all these other ones like in a more orderly fashion. Like I used to be like, cram it all in. And now, now I'm like, you know what? No, <laughs> let's, let's take our time. I like also to just take a time to wander a little and just see what there is because 
if all you do is just have a big long checklist of all the touristy things you want to go see, then you miss out on a lot. Oh, absolutely. Miranda, like you and I, we've known each other for a few years and actually you're one of the people that really helped me out when I was making the transition to freelance writing. So I really appreciate that. But for people who are listening and maybe they don't know about you or they haven't seen your name all over the internet, like like everybody else, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? I'm Miranda. I write about money on the internet. So I'm a freelance writer. I cover personal finance, investing, and business topics. And uh, I do it for lots of different companies. But I also have my own website, MirandaMarkwood.com. So you can find me there. And one of the things that I write about there is, is how I use my money to design the lifestyle I want and how I manage my schedule to design the lifestyle I want. So yeah, if you want to check that out, MirandaMarkwood.com. Later this year, we'll be opening, like I'll be opening a freelance academy, but that's probably not coming till like quarter three. So it's a long way off. <laughs> no, that's okay because uh, somebody may be listening to this episode two or three years from now. So uh, tell us a little about the, uh, the course that you're creating along with a couple of friends, we're actually creating, uh, it's called the Freelance Writer Academy. And we're very excited about it because it has three different course tracks. So we have a beginning, intermediate, and advanced. And then in addition to having these different course tracks, we'll also have access to various resources. So, you know, our favorite tips for finding freelance work or, you know, how to raise your rates (laughs) and just, just a variety of different resources as well as business resources, you know, things about like, you know, how to choose your business organization, how should you choose your election to the IRS, all of those kinds of fun things. And then we're going to have regular Q&As as well, where people can video chat with us, ask us questions. And so it's, it's, it's really going to be a true academy where people can go and access a bunch of resources to help them, you know, make money writing on the internet. That sounds fantastic. I mean, I, I know I've been writing for a while now, and I'm sure there's a lot that I can learn taking this academy course. Uh, if somebody wanted to be able to reach out to you and ask questions about the academy or about Idaho Falls or about freelance writing in general with uh, the way you're building your lifestyle, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so uh, you can go to MirandaMarkwood.com and I think I have my contact information there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, so you can find me on the Twitter at MMarkwood. And you can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash seeds. Well, we'll definitely link all those in the show notes and really appreciate you coming on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you so much. Big thanks to Miranda for coming onto the show and sharing her tips for Idaho Falls. Show her some love by following her on Twitter at mmarkwit. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about Idaho Falls, Idaho. All the links we talked about today can be found on wetravelthere.com forward slash Idaho Falls. I want to say thank you to Nectar Sleep for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. Check out their comfy mattresses with their 365-day trial. For a limited time, use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash nectar to receive $125 off and two free pillows. Join us next time as we head to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jenna Kashawa is the author of 100 Things to Do in Milwaukee Before You Die, and she shares some can't-miss attractions like the Harley-Davidson Museum, taking kids to the Discovery World, and sampling delicious foods at the public market. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, Please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.